Hey, I'm in Japan. I'm Frank Ling. And from Chicago, Illinois, I'm Charles Lee. And you're listening to the Grok Science Show. Coming up on today's program, Marla Heller will join us to talk about the Dash Diet Action Plan. So stay tuned for all of this. Plus the Grokatron 5000. And our world-famous question a week. Coming right up. Here. On the Grok's Science Show. Science Show. Well, achieving a healthy diet to lower blood pressure and cholesterol has been a subject of intense scrutiny and research over the years, and such a balanced diet may seem to exist for the DASH diet. Joining us to discuss this program is Ms. Marla Heller. Ms. Heller is a registered dietitian who has been an adjunct clinical instructor in the Department of Human Nutrition and Dietetics at the University of Illinois at Chicago. Her new release, The DASH Diet Action Plan, explores the principles of this diet for a general audience. And Ms. Heller, we're grateful for you to be on the program today. Thank you very much. Well, thank you, Charles. I really appreciate the invitation. Uh, well, certainly our pleasure, and this is a really a fascinating book, The Dash Diet Action Plan, in which you talk about dietary approach to lowering blood pressure and cholesterol. First of all, how big a problem is high blood pressure and, and cholesterol, and is diet really uh, better than drugs? Um, right now, we have 75 million Americans who have high blood pressure and another 60 million with prehypertension. And each year in America, we spend over $450 billion a year treating heart disease and its complications. So certainly it's a really huge concern that we have. And when the group that put together the initial research was um, trying to decide how to put this together, their primary goal was to try to take the best elements of diets that they had observed that seemed to be associated with lower blood pressure and to try to put those components together in a way that would be appropriate for most Americans. There's something that people would be willing to do. Um, and the diet research was first published in 1998. And even today, most people don't have any idea that the DASH diet is out there and what it can do to help lower blood pressure. Um, it is recommended by the National Institutes of Health, um, specifically the National Heart and Lung Blood Institute. The American Heart Association is part of the U.S. Dietary Guidelines in 2010, and it also was in 2005, and it's part of the Treatment Guidelines for Hypertension, where physicians are supposed to offer this as the first step when people come in with stage 1 hypertension. So why then do you think that not many people know about this diet? I don't know. It's like America's best-kept secret, and perhaps it was thought to be too much research-based, and Perhaps what we call free-living people would find it hard to adopt, but I felt that this was such an important thing because high blood pressure is obviously it's such a concern, and there are specific health disparities around high blood pressure with African Americans being more likely to have hypertension. In fact, an article was just published yesterday saying that um, African Americans tend to 
develop high blood pressure on an average about a year earlier than whites do, and it tends to have more severe complications for African Americans. So this is something that um, they wanted to find a plan that people could put into practice to try to prevent the high blood pressure. So really this isn't so much a diet for you already have high blood pressure, it's really a diet for everyone in a way to stave off the risk of high blood pressure. Actually, yes, it is It is a diet for everyone. It is something that is part of the dietary guidelines for Americans. And not only does it help with lowering blood pressure, again, that was the original intent of the research, but it's also been found to lower cholesterol significantly. And in several types of um, really long-term studies that have been done. One is the nurse's health study and the other is the male health professional study where they've been following people, large numbers of people, over 60,000 in each group. They've been following them for very long periods of time, over 20 years. And they can see by following these people that people who eat in a way that is consistent with the DASH diet have lower risks of developing strokes, heart attacks, heart failures, some types of cancers, kidney stones, and um, with some original new research that's been done recently, they also have seen that they can reduce the risk of people who have a family history of diabetes, they can reduce the risk of them developing diabetes. So yes, it's good for high blood pressure, and it's also good for all these other conditions. And you had asked about if it's good for people who already have high blood pressure, and the answer is yes. And even if they can't go off medication, they may be able to reduce the number of medications that they're on, and they will generally respond better to the medication if they are on the DASH diet. Uh, so what exactly is then the DASH diet? What are the elements of the diet plan, and why is it so effective? The diet is based, it's, when I tell people about this, they really say, oh, this is just common sense. It's based on having more fruits and vegetables. Typically, they recommend about three to five servings of fruits and about four to five servings of vegetables, along with low-fat dairy, lean meats, fish, poultry, whole grains, um, heart-healthy fats, and so forth, nuts, beans, and seeds. So it's something that's it's a healthy, balanced plan. And if I were going to break it down to its simplest elements, I would say if you look at a dinner plate and mentally divide it in half, and then divide the bottom half into quarters. If you have the t put in the top half all vegetables, fill that up with vegetables, have in the lower quarter um, your protein-rich foods, which could be the lean meat, fish, poultry, or it could be beans or tofu or something for someone who's a vegetarian. And then in the next quarter have some kind of starch or whole grain, something like that then have a piece of fruit with it and a glass of milk, and you've got the DASH diet. That's the balance. Um, they think that the, the main way that it is effective is because it is rich in potassium, magnesium, and calcium. However, there have been many, many studies that have looked at supplementing people's diets with some of those um, minerals to see it could be a way to help people lower their blood pressure. Certainly it would be much more simple to take a pill than to try to get everyone in the United States to start eating more healthfully, but the supplements basically did not work. 
So what we usually consider this to be is that it's the combination of the real foods and all of the things that are in food that seems to be really beneficial in terms of lowering the blood pressure. Um, you know, that we keep discovering new phytonutrients, and those are um, nutrients that come from plants, and it can be anything from the chemicals that form the color in these fruits and vegetables. It can be um, other antioxidants. Um, there are all kinds of uh, different types of nutrients in the foods, and it appears to be the combination that works, not specific elements from the food. Taking a supplement in potassium or magnesium or calcium isn't going to be enough to do it on its own. So really some, some element of the, the food itself then that in combination with these salts act to help lower the blood pressure. That's what this is, um, the theory has been, and especially potassium because it tends to help people with not retaining as much sodium. So the potassium seems to be helpful, but potassium supplements don't do this. Again, as you mentioned, sort of a very straightforward thing. Just eat. why then do you think uh, people haven't really caught on to it? Uh, again, I think it's because it was felt to be more research-based and that it would be hard for people to follow. And what I tried to do with the book, The Dash Diet Action Plan, is to really break things down to what are the action steps that you need to take in order to follow the DASH diet. I um, purposely stayed a little bit light on the theory, and um, I didn't try to do a dietitian brain dump and so forth. I really talked about the food and how you put that into practice as opposed to the theory. Um, it can be really interesting to go through all of that theory, but I think people, first of all, people don't have a lot of time. They want to know how can they put this into practice in their real life. People are going to be busy. They're um, eating away from home and so forth. We definitely live in a fast food world where people aren't thinking about getting much in the way of vegetables other than french fries. So this does involve a new way of thinking, but once people are led down the path and they're shown how to stock up their kitchen to have the right foods on hand, then it becomes easier for them to put this into practice. So I think really breaking it down, helping people remove mental barriers to adopting the DASH diet, that's really been the key. Um, well, your book certainly covers a large variety of methods and ways of implementing the DASH diet. If you could maybe sort of break down how one can get started in terms of looking at the DASH diet, thinking about the DASH diet in terms of implementing in, in one's daily uh, eating habits. The first thing is really going to the grocery store and buying foods that are going to be key for the DASH diet especially the fruits and vegetables, those are the things that most people tend to struggle with getting enough in their diet. The average male in the United States gets 1.3 servings of vegetables a day, and it's more likely to be a French fry than anything else. So clearly people have a mental barrier to overcome, and if you have the right foods on hand, it makes it much easier. But I do have a chapter in the DASH Diet Action Plan that talks about what happens if you're traveling or you're always on the road. And I talk about how you can go into places that you wouldn't think of getting a healthy meal and you can still put together a healthy meal. For example, um, you could go to a hamburger chain restaurant and um, order one of the smaller sandwiches and get a side salad to go with it. And it, um, some of the places have fruit 
cups that you can get to go with those as well. Then you put together something that's relatively healthy. Add a glass of milk to it and you've got a DASH diet meal. Or if you find that you're going to be at some point during the day up in a place where you can't get vegetables, maybe you'll plan for another meal during the day where you're going to include more than you normally would at a single meal. So there are a lot of techniques that people can use to stay on track with a DASH diet. I mean, there's no law, if you go out to a restaurant, there's no law that says that you can't have two vegetables at a dinner in a restaurant. But most people don't think about doing that. People forget about the part about making your plate more colorful. That's certainly a really easy concept that people can get. The more color on your plate, the more likely it is to be a healthy diet. Um, so the DASH diet uh, you also uh, mentioned can be a, a, method, a method that would be useful for helping to lose weight and um, uh, adopting a weight loss strategy based around the DASH diet. Um, yes, it can. In the original, the very first research study, they didn't allow people to lose weight because they were trying to see the effect of the diet itself, the eating plan, on blood pressure alone. And they, if they had allowed people to... Some people were gaining weight, some people were losing weight. They wouldn't have any way of evaluating the diet itself. So they kept everyone's weight the same. But there have been subsequent um, studies that have shown that it does help people with losing weight. And in fact, a lot of the newer theories in terms of satiety research show that if you include foods that are very bulky and filling without being high in calories, it makes it much easier to lose weight. Now, what are the key DASH diet foods? The fruits and the vegetables. They tend to have a lot of water, and on a weight basis, they tend to be very low in calories. So it's a great way to still feel like you're getting the volume of food, but not overdoing the calories. So once people start thinking about that and rethinking their plate, it actually becomes easy to follow, easy to stay on track. I've had a lot of people write to me and say they don't feel like they're on a diet, they're losing weight, their blood pressure is improving, and it really seems easy to do. So here we've taken this concept that appeared to be very, very difficult, very hard for people to follow, and we've broken it down in a way that makes it easy to do. Um, I worked for a couple years at the Navy Hospital up at Great Lakes, and I had a variety of types of patients that I was working with, everything from um, new recruits to family members of the active duty military, retired people. We had people in their 90s, just a, a wide variety from all different kinds of backgrounds. And when I was helping people with getting into a healthy plan, whether it was for health reasons or um, in the military, they um, are a little bit more strict about the weight limits in terms of what people can carry. They want um, their active duty people to be very physically fit. So I was often helping people lose weight. But I always worked the DASH diet into the plans for people because, you know, you might as well get people on a healthy way of eating. And when I would explain it to them and use a little technique of breaking down the plate and splitting it in half and then in quarters, people would look at me and say, I can do this. So the goal of the DASH diet action plan was to make it easy and understandable for people to put into practice. Well, that certainly is a very easy way of thinking about it, I think. I'm curious, how does this, the diet relate to other concerns related to diet, particularly diabetes and metabolic syndrome? 
There have been some recent studies that showed that people who are following a DASH diet plan are going to be less likely to develop diabetes. One of the ways is that you're not having a lot of the um, saturated fats or the trans fats that would fall in a typical American diet. And there is some indication that having more of those fats actually increases your risk for developing type 2 diabetes. Um, also, sticking more with the whole grains and not overdoing refined grains is also going to be a nice way to try to help people with metabolic syndrome, not um, or maybe try to reverse it. Um, all of those things tend to go together with the high blood pressure. Um, people who have high triglycerides, they're at high risk for developing type 2 diabetes. So if the high blood pressure is the first thing that gets people aware that they need to do something to improve their health, they're going to be on track to help um, reverse their risk of developing type 2 diabetes as well. With regards to diet, there's sort of the constant argument of a mix of fats, proteins, and carbs. Just really, what are the correct ratios, do you think? Um, yes, you're right. We've been taken on real extremes over the past 25 years, where in the late 80s and early 90s, it was all eat all the carbs that you can find. You know, we had these huge plates of pasta and so forth. And then it went to, well, no, fat is going to make you, is not what's making you fat. You really need to have a lot of protein and so forth. Probably one of the things that we did that was wrong is getting away from a balance, which the DASH diet still has a balance. And when people are losing weight, the original theory was that you should cut proportionally calories in every food group. Now we know that actually people's results are much better if they maintain a protein intake level that's going to help them with maintaining their muscle mass because if you lose muscle while you're losing weight, which a little bit is inevitable, but the more protein, if you maintain your protein levels, you're more likely to maintain that muscle and keep your metabolism higher. So nowadays we tend to go um, a little bit different in terms of the balance with weight loss. And with the fats, we're trying to encourage people to have heart-healthy fats and not go too high on the carbohydrate side and try to keep the carbohydrates that you do consume something that brings in other nutrients and fiber, which is going to be things like the fruits, the vegetables, the whole grains, and so forth. So clearly along with diet comes exercise. How would you integrate diet and exercise together with, with the DASH diet? Again, the original research, they weren't trying for weight loss, but the subsequent follows studies that have come along. There's one particular group that's been called the PREMIER study where they incorporate the DASH diet along with exercise and weight loss. And weight loss absolutely improves things, um, or the exercise improves things, because you want to have cardiovascular health, so having some kind of aerobic activity is going to be a good thing. And then you also want to maintain your muscle mass in part because it keeps your metabolism. But from my perspective, even more important is it keeps you feeling younger and more active if you have more muscle mass. So I also definitely encourage some kind of strength training along with that. And people can also get into things like balance and so forth. There are a variety of um, types of exercise that can be beneficial and there's no need to concentrate on one to the exclusion of the other, but certainly being physically active most days of the week and trying to get in at least 30 minutes most days is a good thing. It keeps you feeling younger. And 
we all want to live to a ripe old age, but we want to feel young when we get there. We don't want to have a lot of health conditions. So the exercise is definitely a critical component of becoming more healthy. And that's one of the big differences of the DASH diet compared to a lot of the popular diets that are out there. A lot of their focus of the other diets is really just on weight loss. With a DASH diet, you're trying to become healthier. And that's a good thing to be healthier at the end of losing weight, not just to do any uh, type of methodology. And the DASH diet is obviously something that's sustainable for the long run as well. It does indeed seem like it, and it seems like it's built on some very sound principles, eat right and uh, exercise. Well, it's like what your grandmother used to say, eat your fruits and vegetables, drink your milk, go outside and play. So people may think the nutrition message is going all over the place, but if we go back to the fundamentals, it's very consistent. I, I felt compelled to write the DASH Diet Action Plan in order to make the DASH Diet more accessible for the general public and to make it something that people can put into practice in their real life. The focus of the book is really on the actions that you want to take. So that can be a really great start for people to try to get things on track with their health and their lifestyle. All right. Well, the new book is called uh, The Dash Diet Action Plan. And uh, Ms. Heller, I want to thank you very much for joining us today on the Grok Science Show. Well, thank you very much. Okay. If you, if you do have a few seconds, though, we would quickly like to play our game, The Grokatron 5000. Okay, we'll do that. All right, it's time to play the game, the Grokatron 5000. It is our supercomputer, formerly known as Deep Blue. And today the Grokatron 5000 has chosen the topic, dashing or dull. So for the following five individuals, the Grokatron 5000 would like to know if you think they are dashing or dull and maybe a little reason why. Ms. Heller, ready to play the game? I am. Okay, here we go. Person number one, dashing or dull, it's the actor Charlie Sheen. Dashing off the screen, maybe. <laughs> I would say he's dashing away, as opposed to being dashing in style. Yeah, unfortunately, I'd rather not observe that. <laughs> All right, well, how about number uh, two? It's uh, talk show host Oprah Winfrey. I think she does everything in a dashing manner, um, although I don't know if she's actually ever tried the dash diet. That would certainly be something that would be interesting to see. Uh, number three, it's the former Surgeon General C. Everett Koop. I would call him dull because he was one of the architects of getting us on that the uh, high-carb plans and so forth. So that was probably one of the things that led to people way overdoing the carbs, and it kind of tracked along with the increase in the rates of uh, or the prevalence of overweight and obesity in the United States. Uh, well, uh, number four is the Chicago Bears quarterback, Jay Cutler. Definitely dashing, definitely dashing, and I hope that he continues to dash and hit the receivers. Uh, all right, well, and finally, number five, it's the uh, President of the United States, Barack Obama. Oh, totally dashing, totally. <laughs> and he's one of the neighborhood guys, right? Exactly. All right, well, uh, Ms. Heller, I want to thank you very much for uh, sticking around, playing the game, and, of course, talking about your new book, The Dash Diet Action Plan. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you so much. And that's all for this week's edition of the Grok Science Show. Make sure you tune in next week for more from the world of science and technology. If you'd like to contact us here, you can email us at science at groks.net. For Grok Science, I'm Frank Ling. And I'm Charles Lee. Make sure you also see us on the web at www.groks.net. Have a great afternoon and keep on grokking.